Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 227 of Pro Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by my mainest rambling gambling man, Willie Saylor. Coming off a great Labor Day weekend, a weekend of football fun, and most importantly, Nick Suriano finality, Willie Saylor. You all rested up, bud? I'm rest. Yeah, recharge. You know, I, you know, I have a very, uh, I have a good uh, sleep schedule. We had a good old time. It was football. It was a uh, yeah. Like a lot of guys being dude stuff. It was Saturday. A lot of meat. Saturday, lots of meat. Um, Ryan Holmes purchased a brachiosaurus, <clears throat> and it fit on Willie's grill, and so he grilled it Barely. And, and ate it and. You can see pictures of it on Twitter if you need to. Twitter.com. It's a new social media uh, app. A lot of kids are doing it. Yeah, a lot of the youths of America. But, yeah, lots of football. Um, we, you had the whole gang over. The whole gang. The dogs. whole gang was there. Was like five dogs. Dogs. Thirteen gentlemen. Watching um, great times. Yeah. And West Virginia. Virginia and Bracky's not here. What a turkey. But look at that. Look, no Bracky. No Bracky. The two days after the Hokies take out and the devastation on his face, okay. So Kyle, in my own house was Kyle's amazing. not here. I called him last night to make a last last ditch plea. I called him on, uh, you know, video chat on Skype. But he right now is getting his dog fixed. Mm. D- listen, R.I.P. Hanks, man. Do not get your dogs fixed. Mm. If you, like, if it's like a purebred shots dog, fired at Bob Barker. Uh, is Bob Barker still alive? Oh shoot! Is he? Is it true? I'm pretty sure he's Sin- alive. Sincere question. Don't I... get your dogs fixed. All these like hippie, they'll tell you, they'll tell you to get your dog fixed. You don't need hippies to get your... will not tell you to get your dog fixed. You don't need First to get your one, dog wait, wait, wait. fixed. Can you retract the hippie statement? They're the last people that would tell you to get your that's dog not, fixed. That's not true. I mean, you know, young liberal people think you should get your dog fixed. This is what's what you should do. No, you shouldn't. I don't think that's a young liberal take, but okay. I th- yes, I, uh, it is. Uh, don't get your dog fixed. I just think that's where it's you uh, not healthy for them. You can look stuff up and do do the research yourself. This is the information I was telling Bradkey. I made a last ditch plea. I thought I had his his woman on board with this as well. He's not here, so Hank. Sorry, bro. Sorry about your balls. Sorry about him. But yeah, he's not here. We can't. I can't talk the. The public trash, I would love to talk on him. And, and the public trash, he means 
well, we, we watched the game together. Virginia Tech beat West Virginia. Um, their wide receiver wasn't into winning, so he just dropped the game-winning touchdown, a game-tying touchdown. <sighs> that, Tech was a better team. They're too far. What do you mean they were a better team? They dropped a f- game-tying pass. And that was the only mistakes that that they had. And Virginia Tech didn't have any missed. All right, that's a stupid take by you. All right, moving on. They dropped moving a game-tying on. pass with no time left. Does not mean that they were clearly the better team. It was clear. Got their hand raised. Nick Suriano going to Rutgers. Cleared, and I guess the biggest news, he's wrestling this year. He is wrestling this year. Yeah, and yeah. that's awesome news for most teams. It's not good. It's not good news for two teams. Oh, it's it's, it's awesome. not good news for Ohio State. It's awesome news for every team except for Penn State and other one twenty five matters. Although for really Penn State, does it really matter that much? For Ohio State, does it really matter that much? Yeah, I mean that's in the eyes of many, that's NATO's biggest threat. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't influence. That doesn't influence what? You don't think that? You don't think? Not having Suriano helps. If he wasn't in the field, who's beating Nathan Tomasello next year? Yeah. Okay. That's he's the only, he's, in my opinion, that's the only guy that can beat NATO. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's true. I don't. Th- I think it's a difference of a couple points. I don't think it's the biggest thing in the world. Okay. All right. Um. So where to with that? We're done with Suriano. <laughs> I mean, with no, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, the thing, the odd thing is, that I, I don't get how he's able to wrestle right away. Um, why, are, gl- why are people so confused about this? It's a, I, I'm it's glad a, that it's he a very is clear process. Maybe I'm not Every, confused about the, about the process the entire time. All right, they have a rule. The rule can be um, waived with the waiver. The Big Ten has a meeting. There's a committee. They vote on yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know what the process is. I didn't say the process. I'm, I'm talking about the decision. I mean, you take a guy like Suriano, who transferred clearly, I mean, in a conference that has a rule that says you can't without, and then they go through the waiver process, and then they give it to him, and then you got a guy like Mickey Phillippe, who doesn't have a process, and they say, you have to sit out. Well... Um. First of all, that's completely different because it's ACC schools. Who knows? Right. What, who knows what their agreement is? One, two. With Philippi, he basically went with his old coaches to Pitt. I could see how UVA would not. Maybe they didn't release him to that school. He was released to wrestle at Rutgers. UVA doesn't. They probably didn't release him to Pitt. He's like, okay, I'm going anyways. I'll sit a year. Yeah, I just okay. So with Suriano, back to the. Big Ten point, which is the main thing, all right? People aren't asking the right questions. I don't understand this. I don't get why they're not asking the question. Instead of saying, you know, it's not fair or or why did this happen? Why are they not following the rule? You should be like, what was the Suriano's case that this was passed, that they gave him the waiver? That's the thing that everyone's missing. There was something happened, okay? For them to say, forget this rule, we're letting this go through. We are passing well, this waiver. You don't but know that something happened. What you do know is that they said that something happened, or they must have said that something happened. Well, okay. 
Christian, let me let me see if I understand what you're saying. So you're saying they may have just lied about something? That's possible, right? I don't think it's possible. So you don't think it's possible? So so you think that you think that something happened? Something happened. Something happened that for them to make that decision. I don't know if there's fault on Penn State's end or something somewhere else, but something happened for them to say, "Okay, this is an exception." And the reason, this is an exception to the rule. The reason you're saying that is because in all the previous instances that we found, it's 100% case by case every single time. There's no uniformity to it other than there is a review, and the Big Ten committee, and I'm not sure if it's the same for every sport or if you know each individual one has No, different it's different. It's, or different it's committee. the same. It's, it's the same committee for every not sport. not wrestling affiliated. But the point is they look at each situation individually and go yes or no, right? Right. So to what you're trying to say is what about the specific case makes it similar to any of the previous times where they've said yes as opposed to any of the previous times where they've said no, right? Right, right. So something happened or the Big Ten believes there was some sort of, whether you want to call it evidence, or a strong enough case for them to say, okay, this is an, this is an exception where we should let this kid go. Um, without a penalty, he doesn't need to be. He's not going to a better wrestling situation. He's not going to a better team. He he's going home um, to to Rutgers, and for that reason, if he was going to Ohio State, if he was going to Iowa, well, first of all, they wouldn't have released him there. But but second of all, I would be like, okay, well, you're kind of just jumping to to well, another. How do you know that? How do you know that Suriano didn't write down his case? And Penn State didn't write down their case, and they and whoever makes the, whoever the arbiter is of that, they read this one, they read this one, they go, "All right, let him wrestle." How do you know that that there there is any follow up to it? I don't, I don't know. So if that if that is the case, you say I don't know. If that is the case, then maybe something didn't happen. That's what I'm saying. For them to for them to pass it, that that begs a lot of questions. They don't just give those things out. Well, did it? Did they do an investigation on it? I mean, did they say? I mean, what if I said that? Yeah, Kale killed my dog, and I'm upset about it. And then you go, "Well, I killed his dog." We, you know, that's gonna that's gonna be build a bad relationship. Just let the kid wrestle. Did they follow up to see if the dog was really dead? I mean, you don't know what they said. You don't know what he said. Kale and is hey. Kale doesn't like dogs. Kale does not like dogs. You should not get a dog. <laughs> Mark Hall recently got a beautiful husky. I don't know how that was well received. Mark. Kale wrote a blog. They are so tattoos, hairy. Ta- yeah, the hair on your couch alone. Mark, you're going to have to do a lot you're of cleaning. You're going to need one of those, those sticky Heavy things. brushes. Yeah. Probably like some kind of duster. Like a, mm-hmm. Is it hypoallergenic? Do you have, I mean, your, your what's it called? It's going to get clogged. The, the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Go through a lot of for vacuum bags. Dog food alone. Dog it's expensive food. for dog an NCAA student athlete. What'd you say? The vacuum bags. Those are expensive for an NCAA student athlete. That's a good point. And he's also out on killed. I wonder if they have them at the bookstore because they get some credit at the bookstore. The Ooh. athletes do. What if they just sold everything at the bookstore? Plasma TVs, Xboxes, vacuum bags. But yeah. Um, you get. You know what I'm saying though. Yeah, I'm sure. It's one thing for an athlete. I, I don't to think say, I don't think they're just like reading. I'm sure they're they're doing some sort of. I don't know, the word investigation like has like criminal, but you know I think they're doing their follow up. Follow up, right? Yeah, I mean, 
It would probably have to be related to the injury, right? Like that would be you the Suriano's. That would be the Suriano's case. Whether or not Pence actually did anything bad, that would probably be what their case centered around. Because, as far as most people think, like there was no problems up until that. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what was said, but I, I, I don't. I'm sure that they didn't do a follow through, right? It sounds like you're just leaning Penn State here, but based it on sounds it. like you're just leaning Suriano. Well, you 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 come out. You started the show with something had had to happen. How do you know that something had to happen? You well, don't know that. You you the Surianos could have put on paper that something happened and. I'm not anti Suriano here, and I'm not pro Penn State here. Well, basically, you're I am saying they literally. You're literally saying that ah, they probably lied. Why is that happens all uh, that happened before, right? People said people have their reasons, this and that, and this and that, right? I mean, what? How do you know what the Surianos said? The, the Surianos want to go to Rutgers, right? They can put down on paper whatever they want to put down. They want to go to Rutgers. Nick wants to go to Rutgers. They want to go to Rutgers. Okay, Nick wants to go to Rutgers. So what should we do to wrestle at Rutgers and be eligible immediately? Well, let's make it, let's say it was a bad situation there. Let's put some stuff down that it was bad and it was irreparable. You don't know that that actually was the case. Now, look, obviously it worked, but you don't know if it's true. All right. Uh, I think that's a little, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go that direction. I'm not going to say that either side is lying like you are. I mean, I think that's that's unfair. You have you for you to put that out there without knowing any of the situation is is a little reckless. For you to put you so you I, know I, you I, know the situation. I've certainly talked to way more people than you have about the situation. I'm not saying I'm not times. saying that it wasn't the case. I'm saying that. That's a hypothetical. You don't think that one kid ever. You don't think that kids that want to transfer have put down. Things that were a little bit, um, you know, superfluous, a little bit more uh, hyperbolic. I, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. I mean, the last, the, the last thing we know, uh, he was upset. They were upset about a press conference statement. Is that irreparable? Uh, I don't think that was probably why they got the waiver. Well, I, I think it's a little bit reckless for you to say something happened. All right. Sorry, Kale. Um, what does so that mean? The, not all of it. That's like, what is that supposed sorry. to mean? I saw the bald. It's okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so the question that this begs is where where is the line drawn with these transfers with the releases? Some people say I, I have a question for you, real quick, before you get into that. Okay, yeah. You were saying um. This is bad for Thomas, hypothetically bad for Tomasello because he may be the only person that could beat Tomasello. Right. Do you think that factored in at all to Kale's decision to release him? No. Like a calculated, like, well, you know, if we're losing to him, we might as well wrestle to try and knock down one of our. No, because if that were the case, then they would have supported. If they really were like, well, we're leaving him, let's make sure he can wrestle this year. They would have supported the from waiver. From the beginning. Then. You think it would have been from the jump. They would have said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go they ahead. They gave him the release, and they could have they could have supported the waiver. Whether supporting the waiver helps or doesn't help is kind of something that's up for debate. But they didn't support the waiver. So I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, make him No, no I'm, I'm just asking. No, no, no. That's a good question. I don't, I don't think that's what was uh, – I don't think that 
that went through his head. But, you know, who knows? Um, okay. So, Spay, Andrew Spay, awesome guy here at Flow, <laughs> has, has a theory that the conferences should have a – or that the NCAA should have, like, uniform transfer rules. That basically – Big Ten has their own special rules. Maybe the ACC has their own rules. Maybe they don't. I don't know the ACC's rules. Everyone just knows the Big Ten rule. If you transfer Big Ten to Big Ten, you're supposed to sit. And do you think that there should be some uniformity there, or should it be conference by conference? Absolutely. I, I get that. I get what the Big Ten is trying to do, but when they when it's gray all the time, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, I don't like... I don't like a world in which there could be chaos. I don't like a world in which you're second string wide receiver at Alabama and you're going to transfer to Auburn next year and there's going to be no penalty. I don't like that world. It would create chaos. Um, it would be free agency season. And that's what it I would, would be Georgia Tech. Right, Georgia Tech has a great point guard. Duke just lost their point guard because, uh, or Kentucky just lost their point guard because they always go one and done. Yeah. And then this guy's gonna be a sophomore at Georgia Tech. Hey, we, psst, we need a point guard. Okay, going over there. It would it would have have and it would make have and have nots. Right. Yeah. And um, well, I mean, you could also in that way you could also put things on layaway. Right. Uh, Auburn or Alabama can't. Um, Alabama can't. They they run out of scholarships, right? They they yeah. can't offer this kid. Hey, go to Auburn for one year. You get a little development. You come over. You start for us next year. Right. right. I don't like a world in which that's the case. But um, I also hate the world in which everything's fuzzy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't know I which I prefer, but. That that's the for for all the transfer thoughts I've had only like yesterday did I think like if they're really if you could really transfer one time anywhere recruiting would never stop. I mean, cheating is rampant in rest, NCAA wrestling. If if any school could call anyone and just, you know, through the back channels be like, "Hey, we want you." And there was nothing that the university could do to like prevent that. That would be really really bad. Mm-hmm. And it would you know, probably weaken the the weak, and mm-hmm. the, the stronger would mm-hmm. be strengthened. Well, they would poach. They would poach kids that developed. And you know, there's a real difficult. One thing about college wrestling is very difficult. You have to you have to invest the time to recruit that kid. And I'm not talking about just any kid, right? I'm not I'm not talking about the bluest of blue chippers. I'm talking about a mid-tier school recruiting a bubble-type kid. And so a mid-tier school recruiting a bubble-type kid, um, or even, you know, not a bubble-type kid, but maybe a kid that's ranked 80th or something on the big board. Like a Ryan and, Deacon. Right? They, they put them in. They, 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 put the, they identify them. They build the relationship. They make a financial commitment. They put the time in. And now this mid-tier school has this one good kid and then he's gone. And then he's gone because Iowa or Ohio State or, you know. Any number. Any number Penn of schools. State, I'm not, whatever, I'm not, I'm not singling them out. But the, the big, big, big programs go, hey, we need a 49. We need a 57. Well, I'll take you. And then all of a sudden, this, this gem that they created, you know, maybe he's a freshman All-American yeah. for 
Central Michigan or something. I don't know. Right. Now this just gen that they created, they that they groomed, is now free pickings for greener pastures. Right. Well, well, you can't say creates have and have nots when there's only twelve teams that have ever won a team title in like I don't know ten or fifteen would, in the would, last fifteen years. It would exacerbate that it. No, Why no. would it make it any worse than it already is now? There's already a massive, I, I, massive financial I'll, I'll gap. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, Ricky Durso goes round to 12 his junior year. Hypothetically. Ricky Durso uh-huh. goes round to 12 his junior year. He's gone. He's gone the next year Did because he... Oklahoma State needed a 41, and he goes there, and Franklin Marshall doesn't get their AA. And same with Clarion or this this team and that team. It. It's not good, dude. It's not good. And so it's also almost not fair, right? But by definition, Nomad, if a, a, a good wrestler goes from a lower team to mid-tier team to a high-tier team, it makes the balance of power shift that much more. It's incre- it's small. And, and how much but, but, but how much of the how much of the guys who guys who do very well who are from non you know, not Ohio State, not Penn State how many of those guys then do that again multiple times? I guess we're throwing out Edinburgh here because they're really the main one with the consistent track record. You know record. this scenario just happened with McKenna? <laughs> like, literally just happened. Yeah. Right. And so the second – but, I'm okay, so he All-American once. made Ohio State from probably no shot to they could be mm-hmm. Penn State. He yeah. All-American once and then did not his second year. So, essentially – you could say it was a crapshoot that he got the first time instead of the second time because if he didn't All-American as a freshman did All-American as a sophomore, he probably would not have transferred. That's not 100% true. Because he would have improved. That's not 100% true. But, you know, maybe McKenna has a fine year last year. Maybe McKenna takes second, third, whatever, right? Ohio State still maybe says, you know, we have a shot if we could plug in one piece. Hey, Joey. Now, now, in this scenario that we're talking about, open recruiting, they could legally reach out. I mean, not not to say that they didn't do it illegally, I, but everybody thinks, you know, Joey was the one to pursue other options. Right. But they could have been proactive with it and then, under, but, a, under a system that doesn't um, – that you can openly recruit. But then there's also the argument, is that better for the sport? Because, in my opinion, having two super teams, having – Red and blue having – these are the two teams. We know it going in, right? So I think back to, like, you're going to laugh. 2005 college football, okay? USC, Texas, right? Number one, number two all year long. Made incredible storylines. Made every duel, made every game for them matter that much more. You brought in outside people who maybe were like, oh, I don't know if I care about college football, but, man, we got these two behemoths yeah. hitting. But then, but then I guess what you guys yeah. are talking about is well, like the keeping okay. the lower guys the, enough. The problem with that, that analogy is the problem with that analogy is USC and Texas to get that. Vince Young didn't, didn't get, transfer didn't, from. He didn't transfer. Texas didn't need a quarterback, and he transferred from Ole Miss to plug in one last piece. And I'm not blaming Ohio State, and I'm not blaming McKenna. What I'm saying is, if you had the system that were. The, the hypothetical here is you would have that almost every year. That would all that also keeps all the power in the hands of the universities, though. What what what? If if the more restrictive the rules are for transfers, 
the more power universities have. Um, okay, but, but the reason that... The less power the kids have to make their own decision to say, I'm in a situation I don't like, I want to leave it. It's, yeah, but that's, the, you know what, that's not, I'm in a situation that I don't like. I don't buy that. I think it's BS. Well, how can you force me to stay here? I mean, you made the decision to go there. If you want to, if you are unhappy, if you are truly unhappy. It's that bad. If it's that bad, then you sit a year. Boo-hoo. So how come but the, the alternative is. How come athletes get different treatment than regular student then? If you're a regular student and you go to UT. Why do they? And why? you want to go to Oklahoma. Why? Yeah. Because they get a scholarship. And okay, so any kid who's on an academic scholarship also has to sit out a year. I don't care. I every don't care. scholarship is the same. Every regardless of why you get the scholarship, every scholarship is the same. It's a financial commitment from the institution. If you're on an academic scholarship, it's a financial commitment from the institution saying you are so smart that we're going to give you a break on some some of your payments. You are so good at this sport, we're going to give you a break on some of your payments. Um, if the school is making a commitment to you. It's the same whether or not you're an athlete or whether you're a student. I had the same situation in grad school. One program gave me a, an assistantship and a stipend, and then I went to another one. No penalty. But um, when so you're why talking can't about, do but, that? but you're talking about competition. You're talking about physical competition here. You're talking about tangible wins and losses, right? This is, yeah. This this is part of why the NCAA is frustrating to deal with because it's. Okay, but it's but pseudo, you're not, it's you're not offering an alternative. You're not offering an alternative to the problems that the, the alternative will exist. The alternative is that the NCAA is pseudo professional, and they're what trying do you mean to pseudo professional. I just outlined problems. Pseudo professional as in as in kids aren't allowed to do what that? they want. Can you rebut that? Yeah, it's that the NCAA is. A joke. I, I don't want to hear about NCAA. NCAA is a joke. NCAA. But that's is the a problem, big, Willie. It's a big government. But that's the problem, thing. Willie. It's it's its, it's own a big government thing. thing that's restrictive. Just answer the question. How do you how do you rebut the fact that if it was an open system, everybody would be transferring? How do you rebut the fact that if Iowa needs a seventy four pounder to complete the last piece of their puzzle, they could go out and openly recruit? Uh, a kid that was round to 12 from Gardner-Webb. I don't have a rebuttal for that because that's how every other aspect of the world works except for collegiate athletics. That is how the rest of the world works. But NCAA athletes are in this box that they cannot get out of. And anyway, they are they, they are working on uniform transfer rules in which everyone sits out a year regardless. 100% does not matter the situation. Everybody sits out a year. You lose a year of eligibility. What do you mean they are? Who is? Who is? Yeah. There is. There is a. There is a task. (laughs) There's. There is a task force that's headed up by South Dakota State's athletic director. I emailed him to actually come on the show and explain these new rules to us. Is there a task force? Yes. Oh snap! It's a task force. But I. Big task task force. Big task force. I emailed. I emailed South Dakota State's athletic director because it's going to affect wrestling because the rules are going to be uniform across all sports. So it's going to be uniform. So you're saying there's a task force that's. Uh, on transferring, that it's going to be uniform. That if you transfer anywhere, Division One, Division One, you sit one year. It's like that in football and basketball, big boy sports, right? It's like that already in football, basketball. And, and you're saying that it, will happen. To it you. is under the argument that when you leave a school because of all the different um, ways in which credits can be transferred, because of all the different credit requirements for each school, 
It is 100% based on this is for your own good academically to keep you on track to graduate. Now, whether or not that's actually going to happen, that is the that's the reasoning. I understand. I understand because it's kind of right because basketball and football they leave early time. Like BS. I know, but I'm telling you what was in the what what was in the the, the task force the notes. task force notes. Yeah, is the there going to be a subcommittee? Whatever. I don't know. Can I will send a, you the thing. Can I be a chair for the task force subcommittee? Just throw my hat in the ring to the SDSU. Nominate him. Yeah, can you second. nominate? I got a second. A second. Christian's on the task force. I know parliamentary procedure. All right, so it, man, part, part of me, I, I go back and forth with the transfer. Part of me is like, man, kid wants to leave, let him go. But I don't really believe that. I don't believe that, like, uniformly like that. Um, so maybe, maybe the year everyone sits, I kind of struggle to believe they're going to be able to Implement that and then enforce it. I don't want kids to sit. I also, like, I don't want, I don't want Suriano to sit this year. <laughs> but I also don't want there to be chaos. Right. You know? I want there to be some sort of understanding. We know what we're going to get. The kid knows. Ultimately, like, this could have ended up bad, right? Like, because in the beginning it sounded like Suriano was like looking to leave and then all of a sudden he was like wait I might have to sit like he didn't know and while a lot of us said he should have knew it stinks that not everybody knows you don't you don't know you don't know if the waiver is going to go through he thought Rutgers still EIWA maybe he did no I don't think he did no I just made that up um you mentioned the Mickey Philippi transfer no transfer that but you do see like that's a little different when he went with when an the, assistant when coach. When you go with two coaches that were there. Isn't, isn't that part of the the – I mean, it's kind of what you guys said, but isn't that part of the issue too? Hmm. That regardless of whether you think it's going to be chaos or whether it's like you're on my end where you think students should have more uh, freedom, every case is different. Yes. That's part of the inherent issue though, right, is like – no, I understand that like it's good to have hard and fast rules, but you have hard and fast rules, and then all of a sudden something happens. You're like, wow, we didn't think about this. True. Yeah, I mean, there's there's extenuating circumstances, there's reasons. But they that... they sound really willy nilly. They sound really like. Mm. I mean, the kid the kid that transferred from Wisconsin to Iowa to play basketball, there was no real reason there. I mean, they always. And that's what I'm saying about the Suriana City year. No, I thought no. you said he had to sit. He ended up having to sit that season. He transferred mid-season. He ended up having to sit then. Well, that's then, a whole another can of worms. Transferring mid-season. Yeah, yeah. That's right. a trade, dude. That I I will never forget when Dawson Peck wrestled and started duels for Virginia Tech, and then in second semester, <laughs> splayed tie walls at national duels. His former teammate. It was that was a weird moment in wrestling. Yeah, literally, we were drilling an hour ago. We warmed up together. And he went I, to the other wait, bullpen. You're on Maryland now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I wouldn't have warmed up with you. You splayed me, man. Did we get a prospect in return? What is this? Yeah, what do we get? Throw a baby J. <laughs> there. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you you make it. I would like to see uniformity. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, so we're we're on board with uniformity. But then the problem exists is that 
Well, you have to have special circumstances. And then people write, and that's where I'm getting into this hypothetical. I, I'm not, you call me Kale. I'm not taking Kale's side. I'm saying that there, there's a precedent that kids have said ridiculous things. Not ridiculous things. Hyperbolic things to, to get their waiver, to get to get their eligibility. I'm not saying Suriano did that. Right, I'm but, saying it's been done in the past. Yeah, I get that, but there's there's no reason to think that that's what happened here. And that doesn't mean necessarily that there was something horrible that Penn State did. I don't think that Penn State did something horribly unethical and mistreated Nick. I don't I don't think that happened. I think there's probably something, some sort of act or whatever, some case that made it like, okay, in this instance yeah. for for Nick, it makes sense. I'm not saying for sure, Penn State messed up just the same way. I mean, no, I, I, that's that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting that at the slippery slope when you guys say uniformity, but also an out clause in case something comes up that you didn't think of. But then it gets into this slippery slope. It was like, you know, I really they serve crunchy peanut butter, and I only like the smooth. That's <laughs> true, though. You know that's what I mean? True. Maybe so. he thought the ice cream at Penn State was. Was overrated. Maybe he did. It gets hyped he up a like lot. He didn't like the creamery. It's the creamery is pretty good. I never. It was. I think it was closed the only time I went to Penn State, except I think. Rutgers gonna be good though. Rutgers gonna be nice. Go through it. Well, one Nicholas Suriano, I believe he will be an NCAA two A champion this year. You do? That's my. That's my. You gonna beat NATO? I kind of think he will. Even though I picked NATO to win basically every wrestling tournament he's entered since, like, his last roller are, series. Event. Are we going to see NATO on a pitch count this year? Yeah, oh, for sure. You thought you thought they rolled Bo out slow. You ain't seen nothing yet with NATO. I think we'll see him. I wonder if we'll see him in Vegas. That's early. Early December. Early December. Let him, let him get his reps in. Make the wait two days. I think it'll be Do- smart. See how he does. Okay, and then if you got a plot twist, you got time to like shuffle some things around, right? Now, given that this is our understanding, of the situation is part of why he's doing this, besides to help the team because they would theoretically have a better roster, is also he's thinking about his post collegiate freestyle think so. career. I don't think that matters at all, and, and that's what he said. He th- well, okay, he can say that. Willie, do you think I, – I personally don't think if you're a 33-pounder in college, if, if you're a 57-kilo guy for the rest of your career, you either are or you aren't. Whether you went 33 for four months or not is not going to impact that. Yeah, That's what I – But what I'm saying is I think it's – You don't have to go 25 to be a 57-kilo guy. Although on two-day weigh-ins, two weigh-ins you might. You do now. Right, you it's do now. I'm, but I'm saying if he went 33 – And currently it is now. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. It's just it is, oh. but it is. You know, the situation has changed. Tony Ramos at thirty-three, albeit a smaller thirty-three. Thirty-threes um, have not had a problem making fifty-seven. But now, they but will. now it's a two-day weigh-in. So, but I'm saying, all right. Here's my point. Nick Suriano, if he wrestled thirty-three all all year long, if he wanted to go fifty-seven, he either could or he couldn't do it. Whether it's not impacted by him going 33, maybe it would make it a little more difficult that first cut for the U.S. Open or the trials. Right. But for the rest of his life, it will have no impact whatsoever. But I think he's trying to – I think he's reading the tea leaves and he's trying to get prepared for a world in which he's he, 
you're going to have to compete more. Both USA Wrestling and United World Wrestling are going to put in uh, rules, clauses, whatever you want to call it, to incentivize people to compete more. Mm-hmm. To for seating purposes, for buy purposes. So previously, you could do Sedge Live and weigh in twice in a year at Russian Nationals and at, at Worlds. It's going to be very difficult to do that, to only weigh in twice. And I understand that stay of versus day before now. But I think he's trying to get himself ready for the next three years where he's going to have to do that a lot. Right. I guess my point is he either will or will not be able to do that. And it won't matter at all whether he does that this year. But I do I, – I get it. But anyway, so my point was – I didn't even get to my point. My point is are oh. we going to see him on, on a Snyder plan where he does a couple of tournaments overseas? Ooh. Because I think – Maybe we will see him for two, Kyle. I think we will see him. <laughs> Let's get two to Kraz. Do at least two tournaments overseas prior to U.S. Open. I don't know. Well, I'm curious if he'll go U23s because I think he is U23. Yeah, that's a big. Um, you know, it's late. U23s. You know? Yeah. How about how about we're just kind of all over the place, but it's okay. Worlds next year are in October. Are they not Worlds are in October. Are they going to knock out the 2019 Worlds while they're there? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that is crazy to have it that late. I wonder what the reason is. Is it a venue thing or is it just like, is that when Worlds are going to be now? Yes. So really, October. Yes. So they, because remember, UW is competing on a global scale, right? So they're thinking like no World Cup, no um, tennis, Formula One, all that stuff, which – Kind of Don't they know that's it's near Super Thirty Two? Apparently not. Not on their global scale. No. Who's number one? I think Journeyman Fall Classic. Yeah. It's not. It's not great for American fans. Right. That it's pushed back because of college. It's not great for the sport but, when the Olympics are still going to be in August. Right. It's How not what. It's scale? absolutely good for the sport. That it's in October. Yeah. Why? I don't think so. For the exact same reasons that Nomad just said, they want you to compete more. They want they're the. They, oh, now if that happens, yeah. They, but, there's there's no the problem the problem with a, even American freestyle, um, and global international wrestling, is that there's no season. We say it all the time. Yeah. There's this. It's, there's no structure to it. There's there's this tournament and that tournament and this is this you know, everything. Willie, why does there need everything's to be, optional? Why does there need to be Structure. Why can't there be? Structure I don't know. Within, Why don't you hold ask, on, hold on. I know hold. what you're gonna say. Why can't there be structure in August first, October? Why what? can't? Like most what? professional sports in America, bleed into the next calendar year. Right? Football starts in 2017 and will end in 2018. So yeah. what does it matter if the wrestling calendar starts in September of 2017 and right. ends in August of 2018? Just or, shift it. it doesn't matter. Well, just sh- because nobody nobody wrestles from. Nobody wrestles after Worlds. The only I, people that wrestle after Worlds are people that... Didn't wrestle at Worlds. People, didn't wrestle at Worlds. People can still not wrestle after Worlds, and the calendar can, like... But they don't! Right, but they can all... Willie, it doesn't need to be in October for a season to make more sense. Uh, okay, I understand there that. There is no structure as it is right now. You can implement structure There's also that no reason that it can't be in October or November. Why, why can't it be that month? Because in 2019, when Worlds are in late October in 2019, okay, and then there's going to be a qualifier in, like, March of the next year, that is bad for the sport. Bad for the sport? Yes. They're going to have five months 
They're going to have five months. Everybody who doesn't qualify, everybody who doesn't get top six of their weight, is going to have five months to decide who their team is, get them peak, get them ready, and then figure out who's going to go to who's going to go to the next qualifier after that. Oh. Our team is going to need to be selected before NCAA's. Again. I bet UW didn't factor in the Big Ten NCAA tournament. Right, yeah. which is fine. They shouldn't. But I'm saying, like, that's good. Having it in October 2019 and then having Tokyo so in August the only reason it's not good to have it October or later is because the Olympics are earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a huge issue when everything that they're doing is built around the Olympics. Everything they're doing, cutting cutting spots of the Olympics, putting in putting in seating, putting in uh, – Are you sure they're going to have points. a qualifier in March? I, I'm not sure, but you've you got to have some time in between. He's not on the time. You gotta have some time in between the Olympics and the qualifier, right? True. Okay. Um, there wasn't much last time. Frank's was, it was Frank was late. It was May. Frank never actually qualified. He got melted. What was a last chance qualifier? It was May. I'll tell you exactly yeah, the date. Right? Exactly. Two months. Two and a half months. Right, and the and the Pan Ams was in March. The so Continental the Qualifier was in March. So it was what? the week of conferences. So what? It'd be nice to have some NCAA wrestlers. They don't. They're not. They don't care about our college season. I. I'm not saying they should care about our college season. <laughs> that like that is just a symptom of how it will affect America. What I'm saying he cares is about Moldova's. What I'm saying is, if all of your push, everything that the that United World Wrestling is doing is to placate the IOC, moving it back to October produces a worse Olympic product. All right. I somehow was going to start talking about Rutgers being good. Yeah. Then we got to Suriana. <laughs> then Suriano NATO. NATO 125 International. Moldova. International schedule. Task Force Moldova. Moldova. Okay. Back to Rutgers. Let's see if I can get to 33. Back to Rutgers. Del Vecchio. <laughs> He's nice. Anthony Ashnault. A lot of rumors swirling. Schnalti. Schnalti's got Schnalti's a mobbed up shoulder. His shoulders mobbed. But um, I don't care. He'll still be good when it matters. Two-time <laughs> AA. And the lights are on. Because the lights will be on. 49. Will he, will he pick Schnalti to beat Mitchell Portis freshman year because the lights will be on? Because of the electrical status of the uh, Scott Trade Center. Uh, and then I don't know their entire lineup. But Nick Ravina is really good. Richie Lewis. Coming for your head. No. Uh, Richie, not, Richie and I are good. You and Richie are tight? We're good. Um, I like Richie Lewis. I do believe he will be an All-American this year. So if they get three or four All-Americans, All two to three really, and a chip from Nick, they're like top ten, top eight. I like um, the strides that Gross made. Is Gross back? I don't know his Gross's status. Razan Gross? Oh, okay. I, I think he's like a – I think he's talking about Seth Gross. I think yeah. like he's like a guy. Like I don't, I don't think a national title guy. I don't know. I don't know much about his year. I, I think Rutgers is set up pretty well for the next two to three years to be pretty decent. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be alright. I mean, Gross is a heavyweight, so that helps. <laughs> so what do you? So other than the rankings, let's talk about twenty five rankings. Do we? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Do Wait, we, hold on. Before we do that, a couple highlighted dates, dates. as it pertains Ooh, to yes. Rutgers. Um, January seventh. Ohio State at Rutgers, aka oh snap, I'm already I'm already disappointed. What? Because NATO ain't going to Jersey for that match. 
That's the only reason. I mean, that's not the only reason that match is cool. But. Not, that's stupid. That's not going to happen. NATO's not. He won't wrestle that. That one. is terrible. Now I'm sad. That is terrible that we're talking about that right now. But. That is terrible that we're saying. That is terrible. That's bad. bad. <laughs> Ohio State at Rutgers. NATO, Suriana. You're already saying it ain't going to happen. Well. That is terrible. He'll be If he's on a pitch count. I don't know. Maybe that's one of his pitches. But. He's a slider. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a slider. But when you when you know that's gonna be your guy the guy you're gonna wrestle at Big Tens and then potentially NCAAs, eh. And I don't think they'll hit otherwise. Sugar. Well maybe it'll happen. Knock knock Sugar. Away. Give me another date. The other one. Penn State at Rutgers. Rutgers home schedule is fiery. Is flames for this year. And uh yeah, Penn State at Rutgers. Now question is Will Penn State wrestle Nick Suriano? Will they send out no one? You are under the opinion they will not? I've heard there will be a forfeit. Hmm. I don't know if it's true. You heard? I heard that, but not from the man who makes that decision, so who knows, but just rumor. I mean, it would ultimately probably not I don't not know affect- why. I don't, I don't get the forfeit there. I don't, just send out your team. It, it, it is a weird thing, like, like oh, we're going to show you by not – Wrestling. wrestling you. Take these six points. You know what I would do, Willie? Willie. They don't wrestle Lehigh. They don't wrestle every year for some reason. Huh. They, sh- they should wrestle every year. Um, you know what they should do? Hmm. If if Penn State is going to um, forfeit, Uh-oh. Rutgers, here's what I would do. Should weigh in, they should weigh in 225s and 233s. Okay? I don't really need... Yeah, 233s. And then... Okay, if Penn State sends first at twenty five and they don't send anyone, you send out the other guy to just get the forfeit, and you bump Nick to thirty three, and then they'll either forfeit that one, or Nick will get to wrestle someone. Because then Rucker says that's first. that's free. Coach Goodale, Coach Pritzloff, Coach Pollard, Pollard. That's on the house. That's on the house. Dual meet advice. <laughs> first weekend of the year, November eleventh, could see Mueller. Suriano. Where? I like that. Uh, Albany, journeyman duels. Are they both there, or are they actually dueling one another? It says that they're dueling each other. It says, Rucker says Virginia and Oklahoma. Suriano's going hmm. to. I wonder I heard. I wonder if uh, Mueller might redshirt. I hope he doesn't. I heard that, too. Hmm. Probably from you. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I would prefer if he did not, but it seems possible that he would. All right. All right. Wow. Well, Nomad prefers. <laughs> what? I would we like should to start th- a segment called Nomad Prefers. Okay. So, twenty-five rankings are out. It's eight forty-eight. But we got through like one topic. One topic. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, do we have an hour here? Well, one topic took us forty-eight minutes. So the twenty-five rankings are out. Yes, a Labor Day treat for all of you. Don't start, guys. Anybody who disagrees. No, they love it. I see the traffic. That's literally why rankings exist, Willie, to create conversation and storylines. Yeah. Don't, if don't, somebody disagree dis- with, don't disagree with it. If somebody disagrees with, with like, Sariano 3 or, or Moisey at 8, like, that's fine. They can disagree. They might not be right, but they can disagree. All right. Well, okay. This is a built-in argument, but you disagree with NATO 1. No, 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 no. I, I have... 
there's one change you, you I would make. You disagree with Suriano uh, behind Darren. There's one single change I would make in the top ten. I would say Nick Suriano should either be two or either be four. If you don't understand the difference between Darian Cruz's season last year and Ethan Lezak's and why Suriano can be right in between the two, I, I don't want to tell you, man. Like, Lezak had an extremely up-and-down year, and it ended on a nice up. Yeah. But that guy had, had losses to Jose Rodriguez, to Connor Utzi, Lambert. He had a couple in there. And why he had a great year, if, an amazing year. Okay, why is Cruz number two? What are the reasons Cruz is number two? He won a national title. And he only has two losses. Okay, he won a national title. If Ethan Lezak beats Darian Cruz, is it flipped? Is Sir, is Lezak two and Cruz four? Mm. They're probably three, four. So Suriano is now four. No, Suriano is two. Probably two. So Suriano would be two if Ethan Lezak won. Probably. Who knows? No, 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 because because this is my point of this is my point of if you're saying rankings are a process, and I'm flipping one single result, which is Lezak Cruz, and now the defending national champ is now number three. Why? Why? Why are you no, asking no, no, no. to hold defend on, a on. ranking that doesn't? I would not. I would not put. For the record, I would not rank Suriano ahead of Lezak if he won NCAAs. Okay, like, that's my I question. I would not do that. So it would, so it would just be switched. You can't predict. So maybe yeah. he is behind. So maybe he would be fourth behind Cruz. Okay. Okay. Maybe. I just think that's inconsistent. I think that's inconsistent to say if this one single result was flipped okay, because but, Cru, Cruz had already lost to Lezak. Right, but he didn't say that. I said that, and I misspoke. Look, Darian Cruz, first of all, Thomas Allo at the top, you know. Yeah, I'm perfectly yeah, fine with the, Perfectly fine, NATO at the top. I, I have thought, no problem. I thought NATO we would top. get a little, and maybe the heat's coming. I haven't checked my mentions since these these hit social. But otherwise, Suriano, like Darian ahead of Suriano, right? Suriano beat Cruz, mm-hmm. and then did not have the opportunity to compete. Darian went and did the damn thing. I know, including beating Gilman, which is why I think beating Lezak. Which is why I think if that's the argument that Lezak should be also be ahead of Suriano. But you're not. You fail to understand how many losses that Lezak had. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> if the argument is based on NCAA finish, then Lezak should also be ahead of Suriano. If nobody the argument said, is based on number of losses, NCAA finish. If the argument is based on number of losses and results, nobody then Suriano NCAA should be ahead finish. of Cruz. They said wins and losses. No man, wins and losses, wins and losses. So Suriano only has one. He has. One loss. He has one loss to a guy that's no longer in the field. Right. And it's a guy that Darian beat. Yes. That and Suriano also beat a guy in the field named Cruz. All right. Okay, you can't ba- basically... And lost to the guy that Cruz beat. You're bad I, at this. All right. Stop. Stop. So with, with Cruz-Suriano dynamic, um, I, I, think, I think to rank... Suriano two ahead of Cruz after what we saw is really unfair to Darian. It's unfair to the changes that you see guys go through. A guy like Darian Cruz who got majored eight zero by Lezak at the scuffle, and then avenged that in the NCAA finals. You see things like that, and basically to to rank him ahead of Cruz is to say no one else would have been a, right. able to get any better. And basically his injury benefits his ranking, which is something 
you should try to avoid whenever possible. I think I think it's the perfect. I mean, obviously, it was my decision to put him at third, but <laughs> I think I think it's like the exact place where he belongs, right between. Cruz and Soriano. I do too. You can't go ahead of Cruz. <laughs> I think the rankings that I made are amazing. They are awesome. I mean, I nailed it. I, I, we nailed I, it. No, I Me think and you Spey. did. Um, and look, what would, what would you have done? You can't give credit. You can't project. You can't I'm, give credit to Soriano. Right. Willie, you keep saying that, though, and I'm saying that I'm not projecting. I'm right, saying yeah. just I'm off not, what I'm happened. I'm not yeah. talking about yeah. you, though. Uh, what I'm saying is we all saw – we all saw Greg Jones win a national title as a, so- a freshman, come back as sophomore and go one and two, right? Crazy we, stuff we, happens. We've all seen mm-hmm. we've all seen guys that unbeatable get beat. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Suriano gets beat. You know, maybe he wins the whole thing. What I'm saying is you can't just give it to him because right. crazy things happen. What if what if Nick? What if Nicky rolled his ankle in round two instead of at the national duels? You can't. You, you never you know. You just don't know, right? So NATO, I th- I thought I thought we'd be having a NATO cruise debate at this point. The returning NCAA champion ranked second behind a guy that did not win NCAAs last year, but it feels like you're you're on board with it. You feel good with it. But just a quick refresher course on all of the guys. Not all, not even all the guys. I didn't even get to um, NATO's like junior senior year, but the. Hmm. All his losses are basically to elite guys. He lost to Waters, Avenged. Gilman, he also beat Gilman. Lost to Clark, he beat Clark. Lost to Dance, he beat Dance. Lost to Peters. I don't know if he ever got to avenge that, but his body of work basically did. But wins over, <laughs> he's beaten Gilman. He's beaten Nico Megalutis like two or three times. He's beaten Corey Clark. He's beaten Stefan Micic multiple times. Beat Alan Waters. Like... Compared to Cruz, whose best win is Gilman, which is shared, and his other best win is over, uh, I don't know, Dance, which is also shared with, with NATO. And but his losses, he, and now his losses last year were not bad, but when you're comparing two really yeah, strong yeah. entities, sometimes you have to go back a little further. And when you go back a little further with Cruz, even to the year prior, losses to Petrov, Lambert, Nico, Zeke Moisey, Connor Schramm, Ryan Milhoff. And when you look at it like that, I think it's pretty clear. So what was his loss in the last two years? He only had two? He had two. NATO lost two. Two times. In the NCAA semis. He was undefeated regular seasons. uh, One Big Tens. Then he lost to Gilman. Lost Clark. And then he lost to Clark, who he had already beaten. He had beaten both those guys. Okay. So So he's 1-3-3. 1-3-3 with, I mean, he's, he's been... Comparing those resumes, it's really not close, only other than NATO was in a tougher weight last year, up a weight. If you say a guy coming down a weight shouldn't be given the benefit of the doubt, okay. But I'm just evaluating it based I'm, on the wins and losses. I'm always uh, I'm always okay with people saying, well, he's in a new weight, let him prove it. But that is like 95% of the time going up. At a weight he's never been. NATO's been at one twenty five before. Yeah. Right. Including first and third, better than first and seventh. Including some of these guys. Right. Including at some of these guys. Yeah. Cruz Cruz was in his field before. Um, Milhoff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's, most of these guys, Zeke Moisey, Sean yeah. Russell, they were all around. So two things. He he has beaten Peters, which means all of his losses, not necessarily avenged because the Gilman and 
Clark Warrens were later. But he's beaten anyone that. But he's beaten all the people he's lost to. And number two, was this is this probably the hardest uh, ranking argument at the very top? The Cruz, Nato, and then throw in Suriano. I understand that's kind of like my and a couple other people's questions, not necessarily for you, but is this the hardest one? Maybe on paper, top three, um, based on the amount of questions you would get from people. I think probably so. I mean, because think about thirty-three. I think Gross Micic is is simple. Yep. Forty-one Heil, obviously. Forty-nine Zane. Fifty-seven. Yeah. Uh, Sixty-five. Fifty-seven all. Sixty-five is going to be Chenzo to start the year. Seventy-four Hall. Eighty-four is going to be Nickel. Ninety-seven is Colin Moore, easy, and Kyle Snyder. So yeah, this is uh, by far the the toughest decision at the top, especially. Uh, yeah, hmm. and I don't even think it's that tough of a decision. I think it's the one that you could have a conversation about the most. A couple of guys um, not ranked that I think will be eventually some young talents. Ooh. Taylor Lamont, Chris Williams, Kyle Nordstrom. Um, also, I like Purdue's Ben Thornton. He's one of those guys where during the year, I mean – the thing is, from 15 back, man, these these guys, they take some losses that are just uh, – it hurts you. And, and it makes it really difficult to rank or not rank some of them. But Ben Thornton's someone with some really nice wins. Another one down there is – and he has a lot – like, he has a lot of losses. But I like Elijah Oliver. I think he can go. I do too. I don't know what – I feel like he took a step back last year. He had a nice true freshman year, and then it was like – I'm not saying he should be ranked. I'm saying he's a nice kid that – He's a nice wrestler that has, right. has know, the ability to jump in there. I know I, what you're saying. I think. I guess what what I'm saying is, he, I, I watched him as a true freshman. Was super impressed. I I feel like he regressed last year, so I don't know what went on there. I'm not sure if there's other 25s that there's there's some other guys that are like um, on the periphery of rank that we know, like Barlow. Barlo no Bowman. Yeah. No about it's Boffman. Boffman. That's because Macri, right? Yeah, Macri. Macri's back in the rankings. Um, oh, yeah. Boffman could definitely too. be ranked as well. Um, I'm curious what, what Iowa State does at 25. Marcus Simmons is tough, but can he do it? Can he make it again? Will we see Danny Vega? Um, what's going to happen with the Ian Parker, Austin Gomez, Kanan Store dynamic is mm-hmm. one of the biggest questions I have. Iowa State, one of the most interesting stories coming into this season. And uh, I don't know how they're – their lineup's gonna. I think. Gonna uh, out. I think Kyle Nordstrom could be nice. Uh, he was nice in Akron. He was absolutely launching dudes. I'm. Gomez is probably gonna start right away, right? At what weight? That's the question. I mean, it has to be 33. He's not. Do you think he beats out Kane and Store right now? No, and I think Store is definitely unquestionably bigger. Um, I mean, Store could go end up going 49 for all we know. I don't think so. He doesn't look like a 49 to me. I, I I know he doesn't look like one, but there's a lot of guys who are like, well, that guy doesn't look like whatever, and that's where he ends up going. It also could be better for the team. Certainly Wait, wouldn't be good if any of those other guys we, went 49. Store's going 41, for correct? Well, or you don't know that. That's I don't I don't think Iowa State knows their lineup right now. I mean, most teams don't, right? I don't think it's set in stone that Store would go 41. It seems more likely. Gomez, I don't get Gomez out the gate. Because you have Ian Parker, who just redshirted, right? And who just did great. And is awesome. So why, to me, uh, amazing D1 coach that I am, the, or just what on paper seems pragmatic, 
Russell Parker this year, Redshirt Gomez, Russell Store at 41, and then see what happens moving forward. Maybe Kanan grows out of it. But you, you get yourself a year to see how things are going to shake out. Whereas, I mean, basically, if you wrestle Gomez, I first of all, Gomez is awesome. He's amazing. I think he's going to have a great career. But if he's, like, thumping Parker right now, that would surprise me. Would that surprise you? I mean, Parker was excellent last year. He was excellent, and he looked great in freestyle. So part of me is like, man, I'm surprised that he's beating him to that degree right now that you're like, we got to wrestle this guy right away at, at 133. What, what is Boffman's losses that he can't get in? <laughs> um, back, I, know, I know. I, I switched <laughs> no, no, it's up. okay. I'm, back on the 125 thing. Yeah, I don't really want to go. He know. has bad losses? Some. Christian Moody. Um, Allen from UTC. He's got some. He's got some others. He's, he, could, he could be ranked. Lost to Shope, Moody, McGee, etc. Um, gotcha. What other uh, so much time. What other lower part of the lineups are intriguing for you, like Iowa State, as far as like not knowing where guys will fit in well, right now? It's not that intriguing. Iowa's not intriguing, but I don't know what they're going to do at 25 and 33. And I'm I, assu- mean, I don't know I'm assuming they have Turk at 41. Great options. It's not, it's not interesting, though. It's just like it's a, it's a power team where I don't know what they're doing. I fe- we feel pretty certain what's going to happen at Ohio State. I'm wondering if they'll consider sucking Keener down to 25. At least he's a guy that's proven he's solid. I mean, Cortez was a 25-pounder, too. But he – Cortez might not even go 33 anymore. Cortez yeah. might be a 41 from here on out, which means, to me, Cortez is going to be on the bench. I don't think he's beating out Nick Lee. I think Nick Lee goes right away, and I think Nick Lee is top five guy. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing in the room. Um, and Nick has a red shirt. True. But I, I just think they're going to, given the, I don't what know. we know about I, you the know, team race. What, what's your thoughts? Uh, Cortez, it feels like everybody's stock on him has, has dropped, but um, why? Um... Uh, I don't want to. What say. was he ranked last year? What was it like before he got hurt? I think he was top ten. That's what I'm saying. But maybe he shouldn't have been. You had, a, you had a top ten guy. You had a top ten guy. He looked fine except for that one match. What was that match? He Parker. Just, was it? Killed him. Um. There's, so there's I don't nothing know. left. <laughs> um. <laughs> it was bad. Really bad. Evisceration. Um, he lost. He lost at um. Who did he lose to? Devoy. Devoy. At uh, Keystone, and I was like, mm. and then Devoy got wrecked by Forey soon after. I was like, okay, there's. He's not quite where I, I thought he would. Oh, be. Scotty Parker. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Ian Parker. Oh, oh, yeah. Where did he meet? Ian he barely <laughs> wrestled last year. Like, where did he meet Ian Parker? No. Yeah. It was Scotty Parker. That was at Penn State. Um. His- so yeah, I don't know. I'm. I don't want to say, but I just don't think we'll see. He doesn't have a lot of matches. Cortez. Even including his redshirt year. He kind of got ranked the year before because he beat his teammate, Jordan Conaway. Yeah. Like, that helped. Conaway A'd that year, and he beat him at yeah. Penn State Open. I don't know. Big fan of Nick Lee. I'm just, I'm just saying, 
there's a lot of hunches and there's a lot of hunches and a lot of I mean stock on Cortez dropped stock on Lee going up but you know we saw like Lee take care of like a sasso very easily a clear cut number one guy um but he didn't look sharp in 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 Vegas I'm not worried I mean freestyle I feel like his attack rate like hurts him in freestyle folk style yeah. it's gonna be money I mean mm-hmm. he his leg attacks are are awesome um I think he's perfectly suited at 141 and I I think folk style suits him much better than free and for that reason I think he's gonna have fantastic gear he's not gonna be quite Zane 141 <laughs> but but I'll say a placement in that Zane you know Zane was fifth as a true freshman I think that's possible for him that's that's a tough weight though it's a it's a really good weight, but if if you tell me, listen, coming into NCAA's, it's March. He's there. He's like a a nine seed. I mean, I just think we're gonna see him make some real strides this year. I I just I err with offense, and then yeah. when you fifth, combine that I, with fifth, isn't important for them too. If you take fifth at forty one, that's that's big for him. I mean, that could be a ten points. I know, but what it does is it matches someone, right? It matches a a pletcher or something. Right. Um, or, you know, maybe it could be him and Keyshawn going yeah. head up. Yeah. Which will be – Yeah, I'm ex- 41, I think, the best. thirty. The changes in 33 are really interesting, like just how that weight – I mean, frankly, it's cleared out, right? Um, losing Clark and NATO, and now it's, you know – That's why I think I think – Fletcher's going to be good. Oh. I think, I mean. Uh, top four potential. I mean, I see people on message yeah. boards. I've been pretty low-key on message Message boards has been slow. But I see certain predictions and stuff, and they're like, yeah, Pletcher will be solid. And, like, no, dude. guys, Pletcher's <laughs> amazing. Pletcher ain't going to be the guy he was at 41. And he, that guy was is, pretty good. And that was, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with Pletcher at 41. He was really, he was really solid. Yeah. But him going to 33, listen, he took one for the team last year. Yeah. Guys, like, Brian Lantry is going to be ranked, like, top, you know, eight. Okay? And, and I like I like Buffalo and what they're doing there. But he's – I mean, Scotty Parker's going to be ranked fourth. There's a duel, let's say, November 30th. Scotty Parker versus Luke Pletcher. Who are you taking? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm take, I'll pl- take Pletcher. Pl- Pletcher. Pletcher wouldn't be a dumb pick, that's for sure. Right, and that's number pick, four. I don't know if I pick Pletcher, but you wouldn't get laughed the, off the that, bus if you picked. That's Pletcher. the tier we're talking about, right? That's what. Yeah, I mean, right there, boom. I mean, now we're talking when we start talking about Seth Gross, Devon Mitchell, Kate Brock. Okay, I don't know if he's penetrating that tier, right? I think he can wrestle with those guys, but beating them, I think, would be difficult. Um, so on Thursday we're gonna have thirty three and forty one rankings to talk about, correct? Yes. Like they'll be out for mm-hmm. public consumption. So we roll out a, one a day? Mm-hmm. Not on week. Take the weekends. Spend the time with your family. You know. That's what the weekend's for. But no. Are you doing does that include team rankings? Yeah, we'll do team rankings. We um individual, not dual. Mm-hmm. We do dual. We're gonna rankings do something like we're gonna do something summer. different this year. That yeah. flow. We're gonna yeah, you know about it. Oh, after Christian's rankings are out, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pick a fantasy team for NCAA's 
Um, but we're not gonna we're not gonna keep score. points. We're not gonna score it until NCAAs. Because it's really easy. Our DMs are about to get flooded asking. Yeah. Can, you no, can't be in it. You can't be in it. You're not allowed to be in our league. It's really easy. It's a, it's a totally different ball game to look at the brackets and pick your fantasy team, right, before NCAAs. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's real tough. You look at the draws. You see the draws. You, 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 know, <laughs> you know who the top guys are. Let's see. My, my thing was, I, I emailed the guys the other day. Let's see in the beginning of the season. Let's see in the beginning of the season who we pick. Can not we, at the end. The end's easy. Can we talk? And we could take – no, man, hold on a yeah. second. And, and we're going to have waivers, right? First, you know, maybe you have a guy – you pick the guy, he goes out for the season. you got to pick somebody up. Waiver wire. I, right. I want to talk about – so my thing, because we did a auction, I guess, if you want to call it. And I know it was a snake draft, but, like, we had a money amount last year. I think part of the reward for this season should be you get more or less money for NCAAs as part of the incentive instead of just like you just have to pay attention to your roster every week. So at least there is something that matters to the regular season besides just like picking your team and then kind of hoping that it I can get on board with something like that maybe. I don't don't know exactly what you're saying. You're saying have some regular season set up. Didn't you DM me the other day fantasy sucks? Yes, I do. I hate fantasy. So don't be in our. You're out. I hate fantasy. <laughs> Everyone DM us. But, you can be in. But I. But I don't want, no, I don't want someone who's gonna be complaining the whole way, talking about how the things. Stink. I just, I just Especially think it should have value. Place. I just think it should have value. The regular season should have value. Just like the, just like we complain about dual meets not having value. We should the regular season the value, the team. The value, the value is you're building your team the way you want to build it throughout the season, and then the payoff is whatever you get making that team at NCAA's. This is this is inherently you know why if, people deflect. This is inherently why one, people don't care one, about the regular Willie, season. No, Matt, stop. Um, one day we're gonna have freaking fantasy sports for wrestling, and it's gonna be yeah. awesome. It's gonna be like an automated thing. Dare to dream. It's not. Dare to dream. No, Matt, it's not why people inherently don't, don't engage him again, please. The prop. Well, there is a problem with fantasy wrestling. Is that it's not regular. Right. It's like the the. Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna play. They're gonna play sixteen once a week. games. Yeah. Right. Okay. Ohio State doesn't wrestle as much as another team. And, yeah. You know they wrestle more Chris, than this Christmas team. breaks and be a dead period. Well, for Ohio State, yeah. But before before Midlands, right? So, Ohio, that, but New that's Year's. also. But now hold on, that is part of the great skill and challenge involved with fantasy athletics, especially in wrestling, is that you have to like weigh things like schedule. Like, okay, I need a backup here because I'm dead here, right, during this week. I have an Ohio State guy. I need someone who hits Midlands or Scuffle But if you're making your team. But if we're not doing a point system during right, the – Right, but I'm talking about when you do – The a, traditional a, Almost way. like the – stop talking. When you almost do a traditional fantasy football method where you're keeping a regular season score, okay, throughout, and then you're qualifying for the playoffs, i.e. the NCAA. I.e. at all. The NCAA tournament. So hopefully one day, I hate. I'm gonna be honest with you. I hate regular season fantasy wrestling <laughs> because of this. First, you have to rely on somebody to score it properly. I, I have no trust in that happening. Well, theoretically, you score yourself and you're you like paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. I can't even trust. I can't trust y'all in my kitchen. I'm what trust you to score your team properly? What would what would make it so hard about scoring it? I mean, are you saying, like, 
you get X number of points for takedowns and like you need to watch the match. And no, stop. No, I'm, but I'm asking, what are you talking about? Um, what I'm talking about is I'm not going to score 12 people's teams every week. And if I'm not going to score 12 people's teams every week, that means you have to each do it individually. And I have no faith in 12 people doing that. You don't think people can add up the dual meet results of 10 weights and go, I don't think Nathan Tomasello won by a major. Well, there's four points. No, but have you ever done it? Have you ever been in one That's of those why I'm asking you, what scoring are you talking about that's so difficult? They don't that do people it. People don't do it. That what's, what is the type of scoring people can't do? I didn't say they can't. I said they don't. Guys, guys. Okay, so, all right, so it's Nine, a matter 13. of don't, not can't. Play the outro music. <laughs> We're out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back on Thursday, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. No men. They're not here. I'm on the road. Like, yeah. Uh, but we will be back. Stay tuned. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff planned for September. Um, great content, of course. Rankings coming out one a day during the weekdays. Uh, until Thursday. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening.